0: There. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast, and I am Larry Monkey, and you can catch me on Twitter at FF Larry Monkey. and as always, joined to my upper left, Mr. At Run DFF, Justin Rogers. What's up, my man?
1: You know, it is really good that you explained where I am on the computer screen to all of our <laughs> podcast listeners, Larry. This is exactly the content they expect when they turn the hot sauce podcast on.
0: Trying to you know spruce up a little bit. We got like uh we got one, one of those fancy guests you know this yeah, week again. It's
1: right below us. <laughs> <laughs> it's our nah. uh, lovely guest this evening. Why don't you tell the yeah. fine folks out there about our guest this evening, Larry?
0: We did play in a fantasy football league together. We did and you you beat me. Our pass crossed the Scott Fishbowl. Mark Schofield. Uh welcome to the show, man. I at Mark Schofield. It's just
2: nice and easy at Mark Schofield. And I'm go. excited
0: to be here. I'm
2: very excited to talk a little. Uh, we're gonna get into some draft stuff. We're gonna get into some trades. I'm really excited to be here. It's gonna be fun.
0: We did cross pass in the fishbowl. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you had a great team. I mean I did. You I did it.
2: until so I started, I went I was picking out of the 107, I think. Okay. Um, and I went Justin Herbert, Tom Brady with my first two picks. That got me a playoff bye. Like I was rolling. And then Tom Brady suited up against the New Orleans Saints right before Christmas Whoopsie. and had the worst game of his career and bounced me right out of the playoffs. But starting quarterback, quarterback in this format actually worked for me. Um, so I, would, I mean, those two guys were just the rest of my roster didn't even matter. Herbert and Brady just carved it up for me. But then Brady decided to lay an egg right in the playoffs,
1: which was dude, perfect timing. A Brady team getting shut out. I did not see that coming at any point.
2: Yeah, that one's stunned. That one stunned. And I was actually on vacation at the time. We had gone away for a long weekend to visit some family friends. And I'm watching that Sunday night game. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> it wasn't the only team that I had Brady rostered on. I was just seeing... Team after team, like just falling down
0: scoreboards. And I'm just like, happens to the best of us. To break this down, Mark Scofield, you're the USA Today, you're the touchdown wire guy. So I've Pat's got USA Pulpit. Today's touchdown wire, Pat's Pulpit, Big
2: Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, Blogging the Boys over at SB Nation. Um, do a ton of stuff. But to the fantasy side, been playing for a long time. I think my first Scott Fishbowl was SFB seven, and this past season was pretty much like my hard watermark. I've gotten to that point you know second round of the playoffs twice um this was the most recent time obviously haven't gotten past that um it's kind of you know it's it's a incredibly difficult league as we all know um yeah because you got just brilliant people in there and sometimes you got to take some risks and do some different things sometimes they pan out for me the qbqb start did other years i went tight end tight end and it didn't i mean you roll the dice and you got to swim big in a league like that, but it's a ton of fun. I love doing it. I love it every year. You know, and it, it's such a great event that Scott puts on and always fun to be part of it.
0: Paying attention to that waiver wire, man. That's important. Lamar Jackson, it was my like cheat code in the fishbowl. I always take Lamar Jackson and cause his, his floor is just so high. He doesn't throw a lot of incompletions. Mm-hmm. doesn't throw too many picks. Yeah. yeah. he's side. was banged up a lot this year. I mean, that you was the a lot
1: of interceptions this year too. Like 15 oh, years yeah, years yeah, yeah.
0: That's why I upgraded man. Justin Herbert, all the way. Yeah, I mean, Herbert's going to be going really early next year. I bet. What is your favorite kind of format in terms of? Larry,
1: that is not how you ask that question. That is not how you ask that
0: question. (laughs) So, Mark, what's your fantasy?
2: (laughs) No, I know you go with it, Larry. I mean, I, I'm more of a redraft (laughs) slash dynasty guy. I tip my hat to the to, to the Debbie men and women out there. I mean, that, that's the, like, you know, the Saturday to Sunday guys and the campus to yeah. Canton and all those guys. Um, yeah. That's incredible stuff. Um, I, I, Given the work that I do, you know, the draft side, so the dynasty stuff I'm okay with, but then getting to the deep stuff, like I got enough football to watch. I can't be keeping my eyes on Friday nights. Like, <laughs> that I, no I tip my hat to those people that can, though, because when you're telling me, they're like, yeah, you know, there's going to be a quarterback, and they're like, 2026 class, it's going to be fantastic. We just
1: <laughs> we're to see
2: where he's going to sign first. It's like, all right, like I'm out, like I, I've got enough on my plate. So I'm more, you know, redraft dynasty than Debbie or anything
0: like that. You do come out with rookie analysis though, like this time of year. So you think that you might have a little bit of an edge in Debbie League, you know, having a somewhat of I mean, a, an idea of those younger guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I probably would if I dip my toes into it, but there's also a bit of self scouting going on. Invent, Larry. Like, if I add one more thing to my plate, I'm going to go down <laughs> rabbit holes that I I probably don't have time for. I mean, yeah. because then I will be out at some random like Friday nights, you know, high school football field, like scouting for like Debbie leagues. Because you know that's where my mind would take me. I mean, like my wife's asking me, like, where are you going tonight? I don't know. I've Quits Orchard High School it was right down the road from here. Saban was here the other day scouting some players. My buddy Ethan Young from UCLA was up here scouting some players. So I got to go watch the Cougars and. Because this guy might sign with Clemson in a couple of years, so
1: <laughs>
2: I, it's it's a bit of self scouting there, Larry. Keeping myself in check
0: as we get into this next draft class. There's a, a lot of opinions that are there aren't too many people that are really that high in uh, on the 22 class, and um the quarterbacks are getting shit on, and yep. uh, running backs you know, are getting shit on. Yeah, yep. there's only a couple of running sure. backs, and, and what's interesting
2: looking at it sort of both from a fantasy perspective and from just a, an NFL draft evaluation perspective, take the center position, Tyler, the new bomb. He's easily like, he's the top center in this group, Kyle Hamilton. He's the top safety in this group, every other position group. I can't tell you who the top person is, whether uh, it's wide receiver, whether it's running back, whether it's quarterback, whether it's tight end, every other person is like QB three or QB two or wide receiver three like, there's just not, like we've seen in years past, whether it's quarterback or other positions, guys at the top that you know. this There's is no a
1: Jamar player. Chase this year. There's yeah, no, there's no Jamar Chase. Lawrence, yeah.
2: Like, Drake London is a, is a nice talent, and I think he's a good X-type receiver in the NFL, but I'm not sure he's going to be that. I'm not sure he's going to – like, the potential is there. I'm not sure about it. Uh, these this Certainly this quarterback class, like, I don't know if any of these guys are even going to start next year.
0: I mean, it's very much a year
2: where it would not surprise me. And we'll get more of a frame of reference next week when we're out in Indy and we start hearing rumblings about all these teams are going to be going after veteran quarterback options. It might be that draft class where none of these rookies are starting before, say, Halloween, before Thanksgiving. I mean, it's just you talk to people at teams, you talk to people at the college level, you talk to other people, media outlets, and it's just a lot of, I don't know what I'm going to get from these quarterbacks. And so – we know the quarterback conversation tends to drive things anyway. When you have this kind of quarterback class, it's not moving the needle for a lot of people. Tight end, similarly, it's not like last year. You knew Kyle Pitts was going to put up some numbers. Like yeah. we might not see a tight end drafted until day two. You know, and whether your top guy is a, a Trey McBride from Colorado State, who's a very good player, Kate Auden, um Jalen Widemeyer from Texas A&M. Like there are guys that can play and will contribute, but it doesn't have the sort of spice and flash that we've seen from other skill positions. now look if, if you like dfs if, if you're a, you know a dfs person you know the, this is a good corner class you know if you're an nfl team it's a good edge class it's got some good offensive linemen so there will be guys that get drafted there will be immediate contributors but for like redraft and things like that
1: it's kind of thin skill position wise with that being said are you out on the 22 class to the point where you're ready to punt and just take 23 first anywhere you can on, on this? I'm getting
2: there, Justin. I mean, it really sort of, I mean, I've got a couple of dynasty rosters. I mean, yeah. one where I was really competitive last year until yes, again, Tom Brady sank me. Now i got to worry about quarterback. <laughs> um, you know, I also have Herbert there too, so I can at least, you know, strap something together, but I don't know if I really want to roll the dice on a lot of these guys. I mean, you start thinking about that 2023 class. And like you said, Justin, there's a lot more excitement about it. Like, yeah, I I might be more inclined to punt, get myself some futures and deal with that class, especially thinking about replacing Tom Brady on my roster. Like I might, you know, just sort of take a flyer on somebody late, you know, and see what happens there or kick the cans on some trades to acquire, you know, a, a veteran like a, Garoppolo type or a Bridgewater type that might be a bridge type starter in the NFL next year for a team that might draft one of these rookies but doesn't want to rush him onto the field because, again, you know, at the quarterback position, there's just so many questions, but there's questions really at all these skill positions. I mean, I saw you know Lance Ziegler, um, Zindler at NFL.com who did his NFL running back grades, and it looks like none of those guys, are at least on his scale in his mind, are going to be like full time starters next
1: year, yeah, right? Like, it, it's It's a lot of questions. It was only uh, only Spiller and and Hall that were even, you know, the bottom end of, you know, year two starter or whatever, started by year two. It's like, holy crap, this is rough, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, for teams that need help in the trenches, for needs teams that need help at corner and things like that at the NFL level, like, yeah, there's guys. You know, if you're looking for a media contributor, a running back, and we know how the league sort of devalues running backs anyway. It's thin. Like, the receivers, yeah, there are guys that can play, but then you're going to look to, like, scheme fits, right? Like, you know, take Traylon Burke, who I think is going to test very well. What I think is a, you know, Matt Bowen just had a quick Twitter thread on him saying, like, yeah, he's a Debo-type, manufactured touch-type player. That's true. That's great. How many teams are going to do that? Like right. is he going to find an offensive coordinator or an Dude. offensive minded head coach that's going to do that or is he going to go to a team that's going to say you're going to have to run like dig routes and crisp oh. routes and things like that?
1: Yeah, that's the kind of player if he ends up with a traditional off- an OC and it's just going to be he might yeah. just end up being a you know, uh it might uh, be like the quarterback or 0. Yeah.
2: where it's just like you're not using him Ooh. the way he should be used.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Happy times, everybody! Yeah, thanks a lot. Now I'm feeling even more. Well, thanks for thanks for having me. It's been great. And uh, we'll, <laughs> well, talking about these rookie quarterbacks, you know, there's a handful of them, and you hear a different name being perched up there like every other week. What do you? Uh, can you break that down for us here? And, and what who are we dealing with? Is it Matt Corral? Is it Willis? Is it? it does all depend on on uh, where they end up? It really, Larry. I think
2: this year more than perhaps any year in recent memory, it depends on landing spot for these guys matt wobble and i do a weekly film show now now we're in draft season and we did our we recorded our one today on kenny pickett and at the intro we were kind of like talking about ranking these guys and i was just like this might be the year where i put rankings to the side and just say look you're not getting rankings you're getting okay these are the four guys that are like quarterback pro nfl ready these are your four lottery picks good luck Figure it out. Like, you know, if you're a team that wants, say, the prototypical pocket passer type, you're going to like Desmond Ritter. You're going to like Kenny Pickett. Those are the two that I think are perhaps most likely to be playing next year for any significant amount of playing time. If you want to take the swings, Malik Willis is your swing. And, you know, from a fantasy perspective, from a dynasty perspective, if you've got an established starter or two established starters in like a super flex league, but you want to take that swing, take it. Like Malik Willis, if he, you know, if he booms, he could be tremendous. He could right. be Jalen Hurts plus. I mean, I, I think that's sort of a call for him. And we know what Hurts did from a fantasy perspective. I think, you know, Malik Willis is an upgrade there. But you're going to have to have some patience. And with Willis, for example, say he comes off the board six to Carolina, there's going to be a lot of pressure to get him on the field early. I don't know if he's ready for that. You know, I, I think he's going to need a nice glide path. That could be a bad situation. If a team like Pittsburgh they draft him at 20, they've got Mason Rudolph. Like there's not going to be that rush to get him on the field. That's an ideal situation because well, now wait, you you're see,
1: you've seen Mason Rudolph play, right? I think they might be have Justin. you
2: think. <laughs> I mean I mean that might be sort of a prior to Halloween situation that Malik Willis gets on the field. But yeah. like for a lot of these guys can they get slid to the later part of the first round? So there isn't that organizational pressure. There isn't that fan you draft somebody in the top five. You want to see him on the field, right? right? At some point, ownership's going to step in and say, look, we got to see this guy, especially if you're losing San Francisco this year was a, a sort of different kind of case where they were wet in. Garoppolo was keeping them in games. And so there was, if they were two and 14 and Lance's on the sideline, there's going to be pressure from, you know, ownership on down get this guy on the field. And so if a guy like Willis goes early to Carolina and they're losing, there's going to be pressure to get him on the field. So, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, Larry, to your question, I think it's one of those years where it, you really want to see where these guys end up. I, I think, you know, landing spots, scheme fit, it's going to be critical, particularly for guys on that sort of home run lottery pick side, the Matt Corrales, the Malik Willis's of the world. A wild card here is Carson Strong. If his mm-hmm. medicals check out next week, like if that knee checks out, there could be something there with him. I mean, he might be somebody that could actually piece together the pro ready stuff. And if he can survive and move around a little bit in the pocket and people aren't worried about him from a medical perspective, you know, there's something there with him. But, yeah, it's it's not like last year or some other years where you're like, yeah, you know, you draft one of these guys, you can feel comfortable that you're going to get a good quarterback. They're going to be playing early and you're going to be fine. There's a lot more question marks from this group.
1: Now you mentioned Desmond Ritter a minute ago. Everything that came out of Mobile was that he was a flop, that he looked terrible out there and that he's not ready.
2: From people that were down there and talking to people down there, it was like, look, it was Malik. You know, Pickett was fine. He was steady. Eh, That was pretty much it. I mean, you know, Strawn looked underwhelming at times and Ritter certainly looked underwhelming at times. I I think with Ritter, it's – you know, you can see the mental progression. You can see the development. He's got the experience. He's also very much in that, you know, Kenny Pickett style camp. of, right. You know, you you draft him as a GM and it doesn't pan out. You're probably not getting fired because you could like, you know, and I always try to remind people, remember, the men and women making these decisions on draft night, they got bills to pay, kids to put through school, mortgages and things like that. They don't want to get fired. Oh. So that might cause some to say, you know what, Desmond Ritter, multiple year starter, led his team to the playoff, like can run a pro style offense, works through progressions and things like that. That's not going to get me fired. I take a swing on a guy with a sketchy medical history like Carson Strawn, or a guy perhaps with needs a little bit more time of Malik Willis. I draft him at six, and it doesn't pan out. I'm getting fired, you know? And so that's always something to keep in mind. But you're right, Ritter was from all reporting underwhelming.
0: At, at the senior bowl, how many uh first rounders do you think out uh, of these guys? I mean, sitting here right, right now, Larry, team. I think we get four still, four first rounders. So you got to think right. that they said they see the field. That's yeah, point. but I
2: mean, I, I think it's it's not going to be like last year where you had fi- five in the top 15, yeah.
1: right? You know, like, there's a big difference between an early first rounder hitting the field early and a mid to late first rounder, you know, you get I mean, drafted you know, after 15. And they're, yeah. oftentimes they don't see the field at all their first season. Right? I
2: mean, right. look at it. I mean, I think Carolina's in play at six. I mean, obviously oh. they're going to figure out quarterback. Now they've kicked the tires on Cousins. It wouldn't surprise me if they kicked the tires yeah. on Garoppolo. Like, so they, again, we'll get after free agency we'll get a better idea of where these guys go. But sitting here right now, I think Carolina at six, I think Denver perhaps at nine, Washington at 11, and then really Pittsburgh at 20. I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of the way it
1: stacks you don't up. Think Atlanta's and in play. Ah. Atlanta's potentially
2: I in play. Um, they have the year rumblings last year.
1: Yeah, I, I know that. I can't believe me. Had yeah. you had you seen me during any of the He's, pre-draft stuff when I said, "Man, when the, the Pitts rumors started coming out, and I was just hot, like, okay, we're gonna get Pitts, we're gonna let Julio go, so we're trying to replace a veteran with a rookie and right. uh, make a run at it, which is just the most backwards ass."
2: I mean, I think Atlanta's in the mix, and that wouldn't be a bad landing spot for say Malik Willis.
1: That's what, and that's the rumblings is that yeah. you know, Atlanta's uh, interested in Malik Willis. Like, I did Atlanta. a mock
2: this week that had Willis at eight to Atlanta. I, I think that is a good landing spot because you'd obviously have Matt Ryan. You've got a bit of a glide path to get yeah. to Malik Willis, you know. But I do think we'll end up with four. What yeah. the four looks like remains to be seen. And I, I think you know if Carolina goes veteran if Denver goes veteran, you know, then you're talking about maybe Washington at 11 or Atlanta at 8 that's where your first quarterback comes off the board. That's Minnesota's wait, wildly different than five in the top 15.
1: Yeah. And I think Minnesota could possibly be in play if they're going to commit to not having Cousins.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been told that they're going to sort of do a restructuring with Cousins
1: that Which that's either going to make the 75% of Minnesota fans are going to lose their mind and 25% are going to thank goodness we don't have to go through the turmoil of the Browns or whatever. Yeah. You know, 30 years of the Browns. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I think the,
2: uh, that a cousin I was told that a cousins extension is more likely than not.
1: I would love that. As a cousin stand, I would love that. Because I think he's he may not do it on the big stage, but week to week he's solid to me.
2: And, and it's really like what other options really do they have?
0: Right. So, how different is this, like this week class, compared to like like that Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins class, and or when everybody was well, that one around. had Kyler Murray, damn
1: it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that had <laughs> Kyler. Um, so there was at least Kyler to sort of save it. You know, you, you knew like, okay, you're getting a dynamic player uh, off the top of the board, and then you get some question marks about the rest of the group. You don't even have that. I mean, Willis is. Athletic and explosive, but he's not Kyler. Like no, he's not. His his
1: game tape doesn't show the the arm and the and the progressive reading that yeah, Kyler did. Yeah, and yeah. he may be a similar athlete, but he doesn't have the same throwing. Yeah, ability.
2: And, and so it, it's different. I mean, you're hearing a lot of rumblings about oh, it's it, the 2013 class, like the Jake Locker class, like EJ oh. Manuel, Ponder. Yeah, that's what that class because Locker was against 2010. Um, so yeah, the EJ manual Christian Ponder class, that's the sort of group that people are comparing this one to. I mean, that's been the weird thing talking to scouts about sort of what COVID has, how reshaped things. A lot of these guys now aren't traveling, you know, these scouts, these men, and women, they're not on the road. They're just watching film all the time. They're not taking eight hours to get to Tuscaloosa for LSU, Alabama. They're taking that eight hours of travel time and just watching more film. And so they've got a better baseline of players. It's not going to be, well, this guy really popped, and now we're gonna see him throwing his pro day. Man, I only watched three games and he looked all right, but I gotta draft him now. It's a yeah. it's a world. And so I, I think the evaluations are better. I think the you know the scouts have a better feel for these players. And I think there's also an understanding that scripted pro days and throwing sessions, like they're they're part of the puzzle, but they're not as big a piece as they once
1: were. If you're yeah. playing to someone's strengths in a scripted I you know, mean, Blake 50
0: Ball. Was fantastic at his pro day. So I'm thinking about a super flex uh, rookie draft. And this is the first time I've really seen quarterbacks at the back end of the first round. I
1: think 2017 or so was the last time this was this bad. Yeah.
0: Well, um, so I'm looking at the DLF February rookie ADP. Burks, number one. Malik Willis, first quarterback. Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, Wilson. Matt Corral, QB2 at six. Then Pickett, seven. Drake London at eight and Sam Howell at nine. Those are there's only four quarterbacks in the first first round of a super flex. Yeah, I
2: mean that tells you right there how people are viewing this round.
0: So Malik Willis seems to be the consensus uh, top QB. Yeah, and a lot of that is sort of Based on that ceiling.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean a lot of that I think Definitely. is that sort of senior bowl bump, you know, because he he was the guy down there, you know. I, I'll be curious to see, you know, and talking to some people a lot of people thought that like the biggest winner of the senior bowl week was Matt Corral. Cause he wasn't there and right. <laughs> still a mystery. Um, if he looks good at his throwing session, you know, that will might move the needle a little bit. Um, but I, I really think the next like seven to 10 days are going to be huge because, you know, out at Indy, you start getting rumblings of, okay, well, you know, s- such and such team is in the market for, for a quarterback, you know, Garoppolo is going to be a high commodity. You know, I'm hearing, Honestly, Mitchell Trubisky buzz, and the fact that we're here Ooh. hearing Mitchell Trubisky buzz tells you what this quarterback rookie class is all
1: about. Right? Wow. Yeah. The the Mitchell Trubisky Marcus Mariota stuff is just yeah mind blowing that this is we're back to these guys as an option after a couple of years as a backup. Yeah. I mean, we are. I mean, there,
2: there we are because I mean I, I think if you're a team like say Denver, and it's weird to use this example, but I always do. You know, Denver looks to be like a quarterback away from being really competitive, even though they have Mahomes and Herbert and all that stuff. But they got to figure out a quarterback. They probably don't trust any of these guys. They'd rather kick the tires mm-hmm. on another veteran like they did last year with Teddy Bridgewater than handing the keys to a Kenny Pickett and saying, all right, now you're going to go win a shootout against Patrick Mahomes twice a season.
0: Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, those were guys were like, oh, yeah, those guys suck, man. The whole fantasy community was like down on Josh Allen. most you know, that, that year and, and Lamar Jackson one was yeah. really even talking about just, uh, I mean, he had that ceiling, but being drafted so late in the first round, those guys went late and then uh, they turned out to be the best ones out of the class.
2: Yeah. And I, I mean, I think teams are going to talk themselves in to weaken Josh Allen Malik Willis. Like, I, I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah. The team that eventually drafts him is going to say we can do with Willis what, You know Brian Dable and Ken Dorsey and those guys in Buffalo did with Josh Allen because you know there are some similarities. You know, athletic, big arm, really raw, needs a lot of development. I mean, I remember I remember the Josh Allen wars. I mean, I remember being down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, and I'll never forget they pulled out this net that had like five little mini nets in it, like five little targets, and they had Baker Mayfield throw it, and he's hitting target after target, just throwing bullseyes, throwing darts, (laughs) and then Allen steps up couldn't even hit the net from like 10 <laughs> yards away. Like he he hit somebody in the stands with it. And it's just like, how is this guy going to become an accurate NFL quarterback? You didn't see a roadmap for that,
1: um, but he's there now. And, and to be fair, he didn't, I mean, his first two years, he was just as bad on the football field throwing as he yep. was with that net apparently, because yep. I mean, you're talking um, about sub 60. It's amazing. And the, I think he was lucky in the fact that they had a pretty good defense and they won games yep. because if, you know he, they went 10 and 6 his second year and he completed like sub 59%. If they go 6 and 10, he may not have a third year, you know. Yeah. This this NFL is different now and yeah,
2: there, there's and patient, there, there is a lack of patience um from organizational yeah. standpoints. Like what what Buffalo did was rare in that they didn't panic. You know, we're also in a world where just a couple of years ago after drafting Josh Rosen 9 The Cardinals move on the next year.
1: Straight up next year. I mean, they're
2: just like, look, I know it is a new head coach and everything, but same general manager, and they're just like, look, we're moving on. Like, there is that lack of patience. And so that's one of the things that scares me about this rookie class in general with Malik Willis and some of these other guys. Will there be that patience if you're a team that drafts them, say, you know, Denver at nine, and you're like, we got to make a run, and it doesn't pan out. Will he get a second chance? You know, will he get three years like Josh Allen did? Yeah, to sort of put it together. But the team that drafts Malik Willis, if he ends up being QB1, QB2, whatever, that's what they're good. That's their argument. That's going to be their whole thought process behind it is we can Josh Allen this guy.
0: There are any guys that you got that you're targeting in the first round that that we haven't talked about that, um, or are you just like, I'm out on this whole class?
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm,
0: I'm largely
2: out on this whole group. I mean, uh-huh. You know, again, a lot of it will come down to landing spots. You know, if we get post-NFL draft and, you know, a, a team like, for example, Pittsburgh, you know, they they wait and Malik Willis falls there at 20. I feel a little bit better about
1: it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, you know um, he's going to get opportunity at some point. Because you know we
2: will get an opportunity at some point. But that's an organization that has preached some patience with players, with ownership, with coaches. Like, I'm not going to worry. You know, whoever ends up in Washington – that might be a place place I shy away from, you know, because there's an organization that hasn't sort of shown patience when it comes to coaches and decision-making and quarterbacks. So that might sort of scare me off. You know, if we see, you know, a team that sort of intrigues me at the end of this draft is Tennessee. Um, You know, they've got other needs. Um, You know, I've thought about a Traylon Burks if he somehow falls there when you've got basically three different versions of, of Traylon Burks of AJ Brown. I mean, that's a fun little wide receiver group with if they keep on with Julio too. But that's a team that if they draft a quarterback, you've obviously got Ryan Tannehill. You know, that's a landed spot that kind of intrigues me.
1: Do you believe that they're on a a plan where they could move on from Tannehill in the next year or two and just say screw it? From hit possible, the I'd
2: have to pull up this contract again because I thought that there was an out at some point in the next two years and made it possible that that they might move on from him if an opportunity presented itself.
1: Yeah, they've got an out after 2023 or after 2022. So after yeah. next year. The uh, his, his cap is 36 and his dead is 18. So they could save 18 in 2023. Hmm. So I mean there's
2: a window there, but they almost they also might say look, you know, we've got this one year window here. Why draft a quarterback of the future? Why not draft a receiver, draft a Traylon Burks or whatever they want to do? And then if it doesn't work you, you address it next season, which might be a better quarterback class overall.
1: Yeah, I just I have a hard time believing that that the Titans, after the f- last three years of success, are willing to move on from Tannehill, given what they had to deal with before. Yeah, I mean, they've had they've had a run of rough quarterbacks. Yeah,
0: yeah. So these quarterbacks that are still kind of we're waiting to see. You know, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know whether to buy him or sell them right now. Um, I would
1: buy.
2: I, I, I'm still a believer in Lawrence. You know, I, I think it studied him last year. First of all, conceptually, that offense was a mess. You know, there are a lot of times where, you know, you're looking at him from a, a concept, you know, a route concept standpoint. He's getting to the depth of his drop. Routes aren't even breaking yet. So he's yeah. got to sort of hand in there. Um, a lot of isolated routes, a lot of like routes, you know, curls, sticks, stuff like that, where it's like. Well, yeah,
1: stuff that works well for uh, college wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stand back in the pocket for four seconds now so that our wide receiver can get open yeah. on that deep corner. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean it was just it was just a mess. And, oh, and Urban, huh? There <laughs> were sort of there were also moments where he's putting the football where it needs to be. And Lavishka, who I loved coming oh, out, man. not making catches. Guys weren't making catches for him. And so
0: oh, God. you know, yeah.
2: I, I'm certainly not one to give up on Trevor Lawrence. I, I mean I think. The flashes are there. The, the potential is there. He checks so many boxes from a trade-based evaluation standpoint where, you know, if you've got an opportunity to acquire heavy or a trade, you know, somebody's willing to sell him. I'd buy them in a second. I mean, I'm not I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence at all. I mean, really, that, that group of quarterbacks in last year's draft, I'm still extremely high on all of them. I think they're all in pretty good environments. Even Justin Fields, I know there's some concerns about Justin Fields. I think Fields is going to be fine. I think the, the Jets have done a really good job sort of building their offense, building pieces around them with two Let's picks see. in the top ten. If they get a wide receiver at ten, Damn. they could beat him. Although I did see Larry, and I, I didn't want to bring this up. <laughs> I saw my good buddy John Ledyard, who I'm going to have dinner with a couple of times next week at Indy. He did a mock that had Thibodeau at four with their first pick uh-huh. and Sauce Gardner at ten. And I saw you did not like that. I did the same exact walk. I think earlier he the wants week. all
1: offense. All, all I know. The I
2: saw Larry. He's like, get the young guys some help. I'm like, I probably don't want to bring up the fact that I gave them sauce at 10 because I love sauce gardener. Um, <laughs> but
0: yeah, oh, mean, man, I'm offense, baby. No, but if, if
2: they go, they say they draft Edge at four, which I think it is. An expectation, Fine, but they yeah. get a Drake London at 10, or they get a Traylon Burks at 10, or a Jameson Williams at 10. That's and then you add maybe a Trey McBride in the second round.
1: Yeah, a, well, what are they gonna do about their offensive line with all these? yeah words?
0: We What's gotta get another. Uh, we need some um <laughs> the Jets need some offensive line help. I mean,
2: you, you gotta hope that Becton figures it out. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, that's the, the thing,
0: that's the can't put all your chips on him. He's slow to come back from those injuries, and yeah, and not in shape and Uh, Who knows if he's going to get it together. So, uh, I don't know. I I wonder what kind
1: of shape we're talking about with offensive linemen. Like, was he not round enough? Was he not Uh, wide enough? I know know. know
0: his wife's having a baby. So, he's going to be sitting around eating. uh, You know, I'm living that dream right now, man. (laughs) You know, I have an eight-week-old who's just, oh, my God. Anyway.
2: (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, to the point about Lawrence, I'm not worried about Trevor at all. I think he's going to be just fine. I, I think. You know, all those rookies that are – even Davis Mills, who I know we're going to talk about a little bit later. I think all those rookies are in a pretty good spot for the most part. Mills, obviously, Houston needs a ton out. Um, yeah. But I, I think those rookies are are set up to be be pretty productive going forward. Jack, uh,
0: Jacksonville, just how long is it going to take for them to get it together, though? You know, do you think it's a quick turnaround? Uh seven months. Yeah. Maybe DJ Chark doesn't get injured, you know, if he doesn't hurt his maybe. ankle or something. Yeah.
1: Huh, free agent this year? He is a free agent, really? yeah. So, where's he playing? I mean, there's going to be some interesting moves this offseason, I think. I think the next month and a half is going to be real interesting, yeah. If I mean, especially if kind of
2: you've got Adams, you've got Godwin, you've got Williams, you've got Robinson, you've got Odell, Gallup, Juju, Juju um, uh, J. 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 Christian Kirk, yeah. Antonio Brown's out there. I don't know if anybody's gonna <laughs> <that. But, laughs> You know, there are some we intriguing receiver nowhere. options out there. So.
1: It's a much deeper wide receiver group than last year, for sure, when it was Kenny oh, yeah. Holiday and Juju and a bunch of nothing. You yeah. know, the, like, this is something that I just can't understand about like the Gabe Davis truthers that are thinking that he's going to automatically slide into the wide receiver two slot. There's like, man, there are so many options out there, and it, it can be any of these 10 or 15 guys. Yeah. That would bump them back again, you know? <laughs> you gotta, you got to pump the brakes on this until something happens or, yeah. to, or until something doesn't happen.
2: And we might you know? see some surprise moves too. I mean, I, I know Dallas, you know, there's been talk about an Amari Cooper move. Um, If somebody like he suddenly is available, yeah. like there's going to be some surprises, like I said, over the next 10, 15 days.
1: Calvin Ridley, he could yeah. be available. I mean, yeah. I, think that, I think that that's a divorce that's just – Do you think it's going that way? I do. I I don't think the Falcons are putting out the good lip service of yeah, we want him back, etc. But I think (laughs) I think part of the mental health part is is that he wasn't content in yeah, you know that makes sense. So I I I just don't know what's going to happen there, but I think really could be a available and I think he'll fetch a decent price too. Yeah, he will. I mean, he's a great receiver. Yeah.
0: I got into it with Jets Twitter recently about that. I'm, I want no part of Ridley. You know, we want that's, to, a, that's a
1: mistake because okay. he'd beat your wide receiver one, and it wouldn't even be close. So and then he
0: then he dips out again when he's not happy. Well, I mean, why, why do you want? Why do you want to deal with that? I think that anywhere he he, goes he's, he's going to be needing a gigantic contract too. No, yeah. I, well, I wouldn't worry about the contract with the Jets.
1: I mean, aren't they fine for the cap? Well, yeah, but still. they got a rookie quarterback, etc. They We're can afford about it. The, the whole, whole like,
0: unreliable.
1: But, But see, Larry, I don't, I don't think that he's going to go somewhere. He's going to sign off on it, and I don't think any team is going to trade for him, with the assumption that he's going to be in that same situation. Right? You know, like I think wherever he goes, if I honestly don't think that he'll go to the Jets, simply because I think that he wants to be on a team that's going to win. You know, I could see him. Hey, well, (laughs) you you know it as well as I do, Larry. You better slow your roll on that. You're
0: going to see something, man. You're going to see oh, something. Boy. We just talked about
1: the offensive line and you're like, "Oh, you're going to see something."
0: Well, no, Damian Woody seems to think they're going to put put uh put a lot of pieces together yeah, in no bias there, Larry. Yeah, yeah. Damian, has got Yeah, no, bias, right? can, yeah. Yeah, no
1: uh-uh. he's he's a completely uh no rose-colored glasses, he's just right. from a very neutral point of view.
0: I only name-dropped him because he responded to me cuz uh, <laughs> I I I commented on his thread. So, see now, um, Larry's just saying that he's friends
2: with Damian Woody now.
0: I do you get him on the show, man? You I and Damian go, go, go way back. back. He does a fantasy. He's a part of like that ESPN fantasy part. Like he does some fantasy yeah. football analysis. It's part. awesome. It honestly is awesome to
1: see some of these guys, former players, execs, etc., moving into the fantasy space. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it legitimizes it a little bit. I think the money involved with fantasy sports has legitimized it a lot. Absolutely, so it's fun absolutely. to see people that just are on the are on the NFL side of things that have branched over into fantasy. It's yeah, that's
0: what cool James Coe. James Coe last yeah. week was telling last us week. the same exact thing. And if working working the NFL Network back then, when he worked there, was more of a, you know we're, we're more of an NFL Network, not that fantasy mm-hmm. football stuff. Right. Let's keep rolling on the quarterbacks. Okay, oh, well, I'm speaking gonna... of the Jets and uh, uh, former Jets, maybe how about that, Larry?
1: There you go for your yeah. segue.
0: Well, well, we got Malik Willis going to Carolina. What's that What's that going to do to Sam Darnold other than he's just going to have a big, fat paycheck? Uh.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I think the Darnold dream is dead. I wrote many an article last spring, last winter, last offseason. Like, oh, man, Joe Brady, it's like perfect landed spot. Yeah. Sam Darnold's going to figure it all out. Then they start 3-0, and I'm like, man, is Donald really bad? And he's and I'm like, good. He's rushing.
0: Dude. Yeah, he's running the he ball. Looked good like they, they he looked great. He led the league in rushing like, touchdowns yeah. by like in, like, and week like
2: three. was <laughs> like, wow. This is like, you guys have drafted Jalen Hurts. I get Sam Darnold 20 rounds <laughs> later. Look at <laughs> yeah. me.
1: I'm oh,
0: if there was ever a sell opportunity. God. Seriously,
1: I'm man. I'm on the one. I I've, I've got uh, Darnold in an auction late in the uh <laughs> start season last year for yeah, a 16 team teamer and missed the trade window. Uh, <laughs> what am I doing in life?
2: Yeah, but I, I, I do think now unfortunately that that Donald dream is dead. Um oh, yeah. Lon, may he reign, uh Ken Sam Donald. Um because you know I, I, I don't think Carolina's really putting all their eggs into a Donald basket. I think when you're kicking the tires on Kirk Cousins and, and that contract it kind of tells you, like, yeah, we're, we're gonna be moving on from Sam Donald.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I guess he'll be a, he'll be a serviceable backup for somebody. Maybe yeah. he'll go up to Buffalo, hang out with his buddy Josh Yeah, Allen. It's
2: it's step in for Mitchell Trubisky, who's going to be a starting quarterback somewhere. Apparently.
0: Oh, <laughs> I heard I heard that in Trubisky stuff. That was pretty yeah. interesting. We, There's a lot of
1: openings in the NFL at quarterback right now. More than yeah. more than I expected. I think. Yeah. It was it
0: was yeah. like Buffalo was coming out, and they were like. Trubisky's the shit. Like they were just coming out and say it themselves. So you know, maybe try to leave. generate a
2: little market because, because I mean, look, if you're a team that has a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, and you're looking at the same quarterback class that we're talking about, yeah. you're going to put it in front of Carolina and say, "Are you really going to draft Kenny Pickett? Are you going to draft Malik Willis? At least this guy started. This guy's made the playoffs. Playoff caliber quarterback. What are you going to give me uh, a first, a second, maybe a second? <laughs> I mean." buffalo's ginning up the market for i mean good for them
0: so in our uh our 16 team league that i referenced earlier in the dynasty trades hq the hq1 uh listener league i've been going back and forth with a wish-nack on a on a on a deal and it, it involves jordan love and he's trying to push jordan love on me i have no i have no interest in jordan love right. but He's a potential quarterback, potential starting quarterback. So I was I gave it some thought because I never really considered Jordan Love. I've never been a Jordan Love guy. And um, so he's after Madison because he's got Dalvin Cook, so he wants Madison. He wants him bad. And he he puts that in the note in like in the comments. He's like, I, I want Madison. I was like, well, I don't care about Jordan Love. So I'm trying going back and forth, having Madison picks and stuff. And uh, we never haven't yet agreed on something. We're still negotiating. But uh, he wants to just like give me a like love and a fourth in a sixteen team league fourth for uh, Madison straight up. I don't know. Would, Here's what go- I'll
1: tell you, Larry, and and just in this little vacuum of a league, we already know no one's giving up a first for Madison, right? Yes. No one, absolutely, no one is giving up a first for Madison. Even when Cook went down this past year, no one even considered a first for Madison. So well, that's out the window. So, right. what are the odds that Aaron Rodgers gets hurt slash retires next year and Jordan Love is the starter? Is he worth a first?
0: Well, all starting quarterbacks are – if you're John Hogue.
1: Yeah, but we're not playing that game. <laughs> in, in this 16-team league, you're going to fetch a first for Jordan Love from somebody. So, I think your ceiling there for value is is higher with Jordan Love. Personally. So, you think,
0: you think it's worth the gamble? I'm a gambler. Mind. I'm a gambling man. So he's a free agent after this year, Madison. So he'll be probably starting somewhere, you would think.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Justin's point about you know, in a 16 team league, love is going to be a starter, perhaps, but I'm just so down on love to begin with.
1: Yeah, I think everybody right? is. But...
2: That doesn't really given up Madison with the, the prospects that A, he could be a free agent, and he's gonna be a free agent, might become a starter, or Cook gets injured again. Like, yeah, love doesn't really move the needle for me at all. Fair yeah. Like if it's a 32 team league, yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not <laughs>
1: sure. I'm not sure that uh, Madison's going to be a starter in 2023, though. Free agent yeah. or not, because that class is loaded. That's true. Yeah. Man,
0: you're,
1: you're talking about seven or eight starters possibly coming. Not a good out. year to be a free
0: agent running back. No.
1: No, it's going to be a terrible year to be a free agent running back. Yeah, because so- no one's going to want to spend. No one's going to want to spend eight million dollars on you when they can get the rookie in the second round. Cost control. on that. Yeah, give him deal, a four yeah. year, eight million dollar contract.
0: You know. Wow. So what I've been trying to do just to wrap up this Jordan Love deal, I have a first round pick. I have the one eleven. He's got the the one two. I think he's got the two three four or three four five or something like that. And he has a, he's got the eight. I'm including like I want I want to move up. I've been trying to swap first sure. round picks with him, but he's not he's not budging at all. Yeah. He's, he's it's not he's the locked best in. year. To, what's your pick? He's locked in the one eleven. Yeah, it's not the best yeah. year to move back into the 111 spot, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying to like use Madison as a piece to like work my way. Does he oh. have a 23
1: first? Does he have a 23
0: first? <laughs> well, I'm not giving up giving away those. No,
1: I didn't no, say giveaway. Does he? he have one? Use oh. Madison in that 111 to move he's up not, to the 23 first.
0: He's not trade, he's not trading 23s, he said. Oh, well, then no, she
1: had luck on that one. There you go. Because yep. yeah. that'd be the kind of move that you should be looking to make is like 111 in Madison for it's unfortunate that the owner of Gavin cook has no interest in trading his first though.
0: <laughs> so, Hey, speaking of trades, Let's go. Can you, make, can you make a trade there, mister? Mr. Mr. Run DFF. I did
1: make a trade and uh barrel Joffrey. This is that, that 48 team four copy DDCL league that we've talked about a bunch, but. Yeah. Uh, he did the outhouse challenge last week. First, he said he, he did it during the Super Bowl. I don't know if you caught that. No, no one was sending trades. I completely forgot about the offer. Like he said, uh, uh, Mark, if you're not aware of the outhouse challenge, it's a outhouse is a friend of ours. He'll take offers, post them on Twitter, and whichever side wins, that's the side you have to take. So uh-huh. it's, it's pretty interesting. You can kind of manipulate the.
0: The you, try to, you try to trick Twitter. It doesn't oh, yeah, work. It Twitter's yeah. kind of smart, man, when it comes yeah. to that. Uh,
1: it's worked before. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of times, especially if it's an unusual league, like a 14 or 16-teamer, yeah, you can okay. forget about it. People are looking at it like it's a 12-team. doesn't matter how much. In. So, <laughs> and uh, tight end premium, Oh, I offered him uh David Montgomery in the 302 for Devin Singletary in a 24 first. It literally lost the poll on Twitter by two votes. Based wow. on the number of boats. And I was like, man. And he, in, in, the, in the chat, he said, yeah, I was one. Of, that was the one that if it went through, I wouldn't have minded. And I was like, hmm. So I tossed it back at him. And this time I added the 407. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, take the 407, the 302, and uh, David Montgomery give me Devin Singletary and the 24 first. What
0: are you collecting, uh, 24s now? What's going yeah. on? There?
1: I think they're cheap. Everyone is, by, is just completely ignoring everything going past because they're so focused on 23. And I could tell you right now, his team is old and awful as far as in the next two years. Uh, <laughs> if you'll give me two seconds here; I'll pull it back up because I had that's important. Earlier. Yeah, I mean
0: projection. It's bad, and, bad. Yeah. Unless um, he's got yeah.
1: okay, so I could tell you he's only got those two picks that I just gave him for the next two years. So that's a big deal. You know, he's yeah. got nothing in 23 at all. Well, he's got David Montgomery now.
0: Yeah, he does have, exactly.
1: <laughs> which for 24 is what I'm thinking about. You know, yeah. That's why I wasn't worried about that. Okay. So he's got his quarterbacks, guys Brady, Carr, and Jared Goff. He may not have <laughs> a starter. I know he's only got one starter in 23. Because yeah. Goff ain't starting in 23, and Brady clearly ain't. Right. Uh, running back, he's got Montgomery, Cordero Patterson.
2: Hmm. Wow. Uh huh.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Wait, let me see. Does he have anybody on IR? Oh, James Robinson and Daryl Henderson. So and Chris Carson, all guys that probably are re- irrelevant. Yeah, uh, as far as true starters at wide uh, yeah, receiver, he the got Keen Allen, guy. Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, Kenny Galladay, Marvin. He's Joe, got really like the
0: 2019, 2019.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean this is a great like 2016 team. He's got yeah yeah
1: right. His his tight ends Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking, like, this could legit like a time machine super early, early 24 first.
2: Yeah. I mean, that might be a this team is just going to It's so
1: old. It's yeah. so old and no draft capital to do any improvements. And I thought, man, I've got to try and capitalize, sneak that 24 first before anybody's really paying attention. I mean, that's that's a great
2: line of approach. Like, start thinking 20 because if everybody, you know, since this is draft season, everybody's like, oh, well, this class sucks. Give me some 2023 20, picks. Skip, ahead. Yeah. Skip a year ahead and start looking at, all right, I know these teams are old, like this team we were just talking about. Get at 2024 first.
1: I'm also not a big, like, I've got to hold on to the pick and make it even if it's early. If it's November and that team is, you know, one and nine or whatever, I automatically have a huge trade chip. Oh, yeah. In, in, going into the playoffs or whatever, you know. Yeah. So Absolutely. that's something that I, I don't concern myself with is, oh, it's so far out. I don't care. Yeah. I can use it in 2023. Like it's not going to be anything for next year, but my thought process was I hope, I hope that I can get 90 percent of David Montgomery out of David of Devin Singletary.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you you will be able to, I think. I, mean, I think know, really assuming,
1: depending on what they do in free agency in the draft, but the way they the way they've used him when he's been on the field, I mean, I, yeah. I like Singletary.
2: So. Yeah, and you, I mean, you know, it's going to be a passing offense anyway, and he's a I just didn't right
1: care out. about. It, there's there's no more opportunity to move off of Montgomery for a first after this year. Yeah. Because no one's giving up a 23 first, clearly. They're not doing right. that right now. At that point, he's going to be done with his first contract, and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't even know if you can get a 24 first straight up for him next year. Probably I not. Mean,
0: no, I love that. I got one. Let's hear it. A- A.J. Brown or Deshaun Watson, our good buddy Deshaun Watson. The 12-team Superflex start 13.
1: So, Phil, how are you feeling about Watson, first of all?
2: I mean, there are just so many uncertainties. So many uncertainties now that we're hearing, and again, look on the field like he's a tremendous talent, like he's an elite quarterback, checks all the boxes. It's just so much uncertainty now. We're hearing, you know, his depots might get kicked. Like, it's just a lot of uncertainty that I do, I personally wouldn't want to touch. Like, you don't know if he's going to be available, like, yeah, so. You know, if it's an opportunity and you, you can move him, great. But in terms of going out and getting them, that scares me.
1: I'm the bullish of all bullish people on uh, – Really? Why. I think he's a, maybe an eight-game suspension and resuming his career kind of situation. You know, yeah, And I wouldn't I mean, be surprised if it was four or six. Time,
0: times. time served. <laughs> no, I
1: think eight games is about what you can expect out of this situation regardless. Yeah, so.
0: you know, and,
2: and if it ends up being that, then yeah. I mean, but – you gotta you gotta have
1: a belief in that Um, right and that's that's where i'm at in in person
2: i'm a bit more bearish on it like i I don't know you you read some of these now again maybe things switch like maybe he has his depot, and it's he does well and it's sort of you know things happen cases get settled um you know and then it is that sort of eight game situation I, until that sort of depot happens, we hear all that goes. I'm not touching this.
1: Yeah, I, I think that the settles the settlements are coming quick. You, you know, think? Like as yeah. Soon as, as soon as all these depositions happen and lawyers sit down, they're going to go, okay, let's let's get this done and get it out of the way. Yeah. So, Larry, what side did you trade? Clearly, I'm taking Watson and Marcus taking uh AJ So, lead,
0: so like. I took. I was the Watson side. I propose the trade. I have no quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield and then nobody. Um, it's an orphan. I took over, so I'm uh-huh. trying to. I took a swing. Obviously, Watson. He pays everybody off, or however that's going to work out. Have the suspension. He comes back, and you know, this is a, this is a fun team I'm trying to build here. So this could. Uh, you know, I took a swing. We'll see. If, we'll see if it works out. I have, now I have Watson and Baker as my QB two. I have the fifth and the sixth pick. You know, this is like a roster construction type of. Move, yeah, you know, so I mean, I have nobody. I've uh, Chase Lamb, I traded for two first round picks last season, and I took Chase and Pitts with those picks.
1: That turned uh, out great, right? That's that that
0: a nice little move there, yeah. Oh. The quarterbacks actually went before I think Wilson fell, but uh, Chase and yeah. Pitts, I was just like, let me just take the, the big guns here, but again, there's really nothing on this. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm looking at Treadwell and a
0: flex. In right, bit, yeah, you know, like yeah. People's Jones yeah. sort of thing, like Troutman, and yeah, it's really a, a weak. Oh, got Taylor
2: haneke there. That will you some stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. Jalen Rager, yeah, yeah. right, star. right, right. I have three picks next year so far. Two picks here, so I'm trying to, Good. I'm trying to, you know, piece together some, like some building it around pits and and Lamb and Chase. Maybe with the f- fifth and sixth pick, I end up with uh, maybe maybe uh, Malik Willis, perhaps yeah. uh, maybe Traylon Burks, or maybe one of the running backs. You know, we didn't really talk about them, but uh, yeah, I'm going to double up with the fifth and sixth. Bam, bam. Hopefully, get a you know because I need running backs. I need you know it's a start thirteen. So you just you're just grabbing guys at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: It's uh this is one of those no risk it no biscuit moves.
0: Yeah, right. So. This is a deal. That was proposed to me, and I was waiting to bring it on the show uh, to talk about it.
1: Yes, let's hear this.
0: 323 thirds or Davis Mills. So twelve. Uh, twelve. strong feelings
1: there. about it.
0: Twelve team league, uh, twelve team league, one point seven five tight end. Justin, what are your strong feelings about it?
1: What the hell gives <laughs> the shit about all that trash on the one side? <laughs> at least that's a, i think Mills starts on in twenty twenty two. I don't know that I'm getting a start out of anybody in the third round of the <laughs> no. Come no. on, man! I don't give a shit about your. You you you're like taking out the trash and hoping somebody do, drops a uh, pizza off at your door while you're out.
2: Like, no, I mean Davis Mills mm-hmm. is a starting quarterback next yeah. year. Especially if Houston, as we expect, moves on from, you know, they move on from Deshaun Watson. I don't think yeah. they're taking a quarterback of three. So you're going to get a, at least one year out of him. And yeah. Mills looked good last year.
1: I'm not I'm not certain that I believe that Davis Mills is –
2: Is the long-term somewhat, answer.
1: Yeah. But, but you know what? Maybe he makes a step and he turns into a Kirk Cousins type guy that yeah. that was drafted a little later and got an opportunity in season. Who cares three, about thirds, guys? Yeah, that's for that's three thirds now.
0: So – it's gross. I wanted to wait. I was planning on accepting it on the show, and he changed it to two-thirds and a second, all 23. I
1: just got an offer in my inbox. As I rejected it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah. A second, like, no. I just right. got an offer in my inbox, and this is mm-hmm. a old short logic. Woods, it's Bobby Trees, and the 310 from Michael Gallup. In the it's the OG listener leagues. It's like
0: I don't know.
1: I, I'll just keep Gallup and
2: yeah, I'd keep Gallup. We talked about the free agent wide receivers. If they end up moving Cooper, you know, Gallup's going to get more touches. Yeah, maybe Gallup. You know, it may be property. October.
1: Before, it may be October, November before he's really usable. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he just had there? ACL surgery. Yeah, so
0: if you want to sell Michael Gallup because you don't want to have to deal with that, yeah, he's going to gonna
1: be twenty six in a few in a couple weeks. Like. He's still young. To me, yeah. I'd rather just hold and yeah. sell on a high rather than the dip. I don't want to right. sell. Hey, Larry, did you see the trade in our listener league today? Uh, yes, I did. Superflex, D-Gen, that's old Ruben and Frank. Kaboom!
0: This is the Dynasty uh, Hot Sauce Listener League.
1: There we go. Yeah, this is a 14-team Superflex with a pretty heavy tight end premium. But 14 is, is important. All right, you got uh, the 112 or Jimmy Garoppolo and the 306. Now, one thing to keep in mind that's really like a that third is really like a second rounder because we're gonna be drafting 2024 20, firsts in here. In the rookie draft, we'll have 2024 20, first. So yeah, I'm gonna confuse going to them. them some second down <laughs> into third. So so the 306 is more likely a two, a second round pick. Jimmy so the G in the second or the one twelve.
0: Jimmy Gene is second for the one twelve. I like the Jimmy G side.
1: Yeah, I do too. Do. a no brainer. Yeah. Cause yeah. he's gonna start somewhere, I think. I think so. I think he might end up getting a two or three year contract. Yeah. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a one year bridge.
0: So yeah, that listener league 14 teamer, we're going yeah, to do a copy of it, uh, this next season. So another 14. Yeah, teams. So, wow.
1: If you guys are listening and out there and didn't get in on, uh, the original swing at us, this, you know, DM me or yeah. Larry, and let's get you on the list for, uh, our, right. our next startup here. We're going to oh, add welcome. you guys. There you go. Add a division. Right. And by we, I mean, I will add a division and then Larry will complain about the rules later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how many Uh, how many leagues you in, uh, Mark? How many like lineup setting leagues? 12 right
2: now. Ah, yeah.
1: That's perfect.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a
2: manageable.
0: I had two others
2: that I ended up dropping out of, but yeah, 12. So it's manageable.
1: I'm on 10, probably 11 this year. Yeah, I I was ten last year. Dropped one, picked one up, and I'm probably gonna probably
0: gonna add one more. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you get
2: north of a dozen, and it's just it's just too much.
0: I don't know, man. Who who do you root for anyway, man? I know you. I mean, so you you do the you're like like you do the Pats thing, and then there's like a Cowboys thing. Yeah, Um, I'm actually
2: a a Patriots fan. You see the, the the Brady helmets and all that stuff over there. I'm a Patriots guy. You
0: didn't hear the flagrant Boston accent. (laughs) <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah. Job yeah. Oh, i, I yeah. caught it i caught it. i listened to one of your um one of your pods today and i was mm-hmm. like oh this guy sounds really like he's from boston yeah yeah no I'm
2: a, I'm a past guy but like you kind of end up divorcing yourself from like the the, the true rooted interest as time goes on and you just kind of yeah. you know enjoy the games and stuff I'm, I'm you, i mean i water. get that zach wilson you know staring me in the face now i mean it's Dude. i feel like i shouldn't have admitted to that He's, got, some, he's
1: yeah. got that creepy grin that you just can't turn away from. Mesmerizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those deep blue eyes. I'm going to Boston for the marathon, and then I'm going to come up to uh, Jersey and hang out with Larry. Nice. So heads up to anybody out there that lives in the Philly, Jersey area. Well, Justin's,
0: yeah, Justin's in Mississippi, Mark. Wow. Well, I'm yeah, in Jersey. Yeah. This guy's running like a dozen miles. How many would you do, like 13 the other day? I did 15 on Sunday. Goodness oh. gracious. I can't
1: drive 15 miles. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, right? the 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 Sun Saturdays and Sundays of twenty coming up soon are going to be oh, rough. Twenty, yeah. my knees hurt just thinking about it. Yeah, I got to run twenty or twenty-two, for probably two or three weekends. Yeah. The- How long does that take? That's two and a half hours, something like that.
0: That's yeah. like yeah. You're like see like, you later, wife and kid. I'm I'll be back in like three hours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's a grind i ain't gonna lie it's a grind like my wife with a
0: pregnant wife and, yeah. and, uh, and child and
1: three-year-old yeah all yeah. right I'll see y'all later you know i love running and i love training for stuff but marathon training is next level just because yeah. it's just so time consuming and when you hit the road for two and a half three hours and you're like all right i'm gonna just keep running this whole damn time that's a yeah. lot of miles is to that,
0: uh you went on the usfl at all I mean, I guess I'm a Pittsburgh Marauders
2: fan because I loved Kenny, Kyle Laletta coming out. I <laughs> Kyle Lalletta guy. Uh, so I was very excited to see him drafted. Paxton Lynch was the last quarterback taken. I thought that was funny. Was oh,
0: a-
1: nice. So are you going to personally invest your time into this and In energy? What do you got? I
2: Look, I was somebody that I was, I remember doing some breakdowns and some articles about AAF games and previous XFL games. Look, if football's on, I'll watch it. Um,
1: so you're a fiend I'm excited before, about it.
2: I, I mean – I'm very excited, too, about the the XFL and how they came out, and they're really trying to be that sort of developmental league. Sure. I, I've had lots of conversations about you need a developmental league to help train quarterbacks, to train scouts, to train coaches, to train officials, and it seems like that's what they're trying to build with the XFL, and I, I think that could stick. I mean, if you've got a proven ground for coaches, scouts, new general managers, officials, quarterbacks, and on down the line, I think the, the NFL would benefit, we'd all benefit – you know, so I, I'm, I'm rooting for both of them, the USFL and the XFL. And plus, when it's on, I'll be.
0: One. Oh man, you could be Mr. F- what's that? Mr. Freeze? Who's that guy that runs around the uh, track? I know who you're talking there. about. I know you're talking about the guy who races on the outfield there. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with the beer gut has got like a halfway there head start. He's gonna,
2: you know, half a lap head start, and he
1: still get <laughs> No, maybe ten years ago, I probably could have smoked him because uh, I'd right. have that head start, not because I'd race him straight up. But if they put me out there and I'd look like some average schmo. Yeah. And then I get up and go. I don't know if I got the wheels of, of that anymore. Like the the older I get, the less my wheels turn over quick. But yeah. oh, I don't know, man.
0: I'll tell you what, though, we really covered a lot of shitty quarterbacks today. We right?
1: did. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some good news. <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to know about the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, we are here for you today. Yeah. Here for and you. This is your and, and
0: apparently spot some water. other crappy ones coming into the league. So. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, know. friends.
2: Yeah. Not hold on to the ones you have and, and have some patience for the ones that are becoming in two years. CJ Stroud
0: is going to be great, by
2: the way. How about that?
0: You, you a Brees Hall or Isaiah Spiller guy?
2: I like Spiller more. I mean, yeah. I was watching AM's offense a little bit this week. I like Spiller yeah. a little bit more. I mean, but yeah. it's it's the whole conversation we've had. The, the skill group is just yeah.
0: Get your 23s. Get your 24s. You know, get your 23s and your 24s, like Justin. Yeah, it's a, it was 24s. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all right, Mark, we got to, uh, wrap things up. I got a wife and baby that they're about to probably pull the plug on this. If it would not be the first time USA today, NFL at the NFL wire blogging, the boys, the Pat's pulpit. Uh, what, I mean, what did I miss anything? I mean, you're just like a Jack of all trades here. I'm huh? not sure if you did. I,
2: I usually miss stuff. So don't feel bad if you did. How about that?
0: All right, man. Sure well, appreciate cool. you coming on. And, um, yeah, man. At Mark Schofield, everybody. There we go. That's the easiest
2: way. Just at Mark yeah. Schofield on Twitter.
1: Find me that way on the burnout. All, right.
0: All right, Justin, you got anything else? I think that's it, man. Oh, Let's get rid it. of those picks. Twenty four, baby. Twenty
1: four. Twenty four picks. That's right. the
0: Dynasty. One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers talking Dynasty Football, baby.